0: Hey who fans welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam and we're at episode 184 or oh. Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear, and it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the Doctor! Great men are forged in fire. Privilege of lesser men to light the flame. I'm the Doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. All oh, right, that would be me. Hello, surprise, boom, etc. I'm the Doctor. Do everything I tell you. Don't ask stupid questions, and don't wander off. How can you this? I don't like the colour. How do you do, Who fans? Welcome aboard of episode 184, hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've managed to do something Something. Doctor Doctor Who Who. related, (laughs) a Doctor (laughs) Who with a capital W, yeah, (laughs) not a lowercase W,
1: not for long though, not for long, for long my friend, yeah. I saw you watching some little video about that, weren't you, this week, about the new logo and why it's how it is. But it didn't change your mind, did it?
0: Not really. No. Yeah, that was a cool video, actually. Chatting about it over in the Discord server. Conversation got onto the logo and stuff, and somebody said, oh, uh, um, I think somebody had noticed it on something. There was something coming out. Might have been the Titan Comics or something. Mm. They mentioned the logo. Said, oh, Gary's not going to be happy about this. So some chat rolled on about that. And then somebody posted a video. So watch this. And uh, the, the YouTube channel, Five Who Fans, they did a proper breakdown of it when it first got mm-hmm. announced by the BBC. It was a proper like 25-minute long video, half hour, of going into the details of the typography and the colours and the reasons behind, or the supposed reasons behind certain things. So it was really interesting. And uh, I think the main reason they said that they didn't make the, the W... Larger or uppercase, like the D in the word doctor, is because when it's used just as the word who, you know, in the round circle, yeah, uh, it's meant to be just a simple word mark of the word of the the word who. Mm. So if you had a, a bigger W there, it would look a bit off because it's just three similar size letters. Mm. So yeah, that was an interesting video. It, it it kind of changed my mind. I mean. As, as, a, as a designer, you know, I kind of get certain decisions mm. they made around, you know, why they did certain things. Um, but then somebody else had mentioned, I think it was on Twitter actually, somebody said, after I posted that video to Twitter, somebody said, yeah, as a designer, you know, um, I feel that it, it's a very nice sort of type, sorry, a very nice display font, and it works when mm. it's framed on something else nice. So, you know the, uh, the video that they released, that the BBC yeah. released that little... 10 second reveal of the logo. It's Mm, got like the volcanic rocks in the background. and Yeah. It's hard to shoot through it all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you've got something like that, where you've got a nice dark background and you've got the nice large logo and it's Mm. framed properly, then it works. But when you put it on something very busy, like a magazine cover or something, then it, well, a lot of people don't feel this way and that's completely cool. But for me, it just feels like it loses the impact a little bit. Mm. I think it, once if you frame it perfectly, and you've got the right background, then it can work. But you won't be able to have that every single product and every single thing you put out there. So, which
1: is which is what they're doing, isn't it? They're putting mm. it on everything. Yeah, everything. Um, it's an interesting video, actually. I'm glad you retweeted it because um, I thought it, it was about yeah, I think it was about 22 minutes, half an hour. I can't remember, but I thought I'll probably just watch the beginning to see what it <laughs> what it's about. I ended up sitting there watching the whole thing, and I, I found it quite interesting because. A lot of the Five Who Fan videos are quite comical, aren't they? So I wasn't sure if it was going to be one of their sort of sort of taking the mix sort of videos, you know, where there's just comedy, in other words. So I wasn't sure at first if if what they were saying was supposed to be funny or if it was true. And then uh, obviously as you get into the video, you realise it's, you know, one of their more serious ones where they're making really good points. Uh, and it's a really good video, actually. Um, they were sort of saying, yeah, they were saying that there's no capital W because it's a free-flowing words you know Mm -hmm. the the new series is going to be there's not going to be a big sort of complication complicated sort of mess around it it's free-flowing and easy to read and all this sort of stuff they read quite a lot into it didn't they yeah um and it was it was very interesting the only thing i can't decide on is because i i still quite like it but i totally agree with some of you tweeted the other day (laughs) it to me it would make much more sense if they use that for the new stuff Classic logo for the classic uh, series. It's go. not difficult. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I totally agree with that because <laughs> I like the new logo, but it, you're right. It, it sort of doesn't suit certain things. So like they, they're putting it on the new audiobooks of like the Dominators and the Mutants, aren't they? That's right. And I yep. don't think they look very good with the new logo. I, I think they get totally, it does get totally lost because it's just that one line at the top. You know, whereas on, like you said, in the sort of little promo video, I think it looks fantastic within that sort of surrounded by the volcanic rock. And I love that. So I'm sort of a bit torn. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it works in certain places and not so well in other places. Whereas yeah. the other one's so bold, it kind of just you could plonk it on anything, really. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with them. They like said they it should never be stacked. They were like, never stack Doctor and Who underneath with the new logo. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't think it looks too bad like that. But, that you know, they were absolutely dead against it, weren't they? Like, that should never be done. But I yeah. don't know. I still think it kind of looks interesting.
0: It can do. I think that yeah. the point they were making was the, the horizontal line that seems to run through.
1: All the way through, yeah. yeah.
0: That's meant to sort of direct your eye from left mm-hmm. to right. And it's left meant to right. sort of, yeah. um, you know, it sort of insinuate this kind of, because they cause they did go really far into it, didn't they? Like you said, and uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. as I said, I got hmm. quite sucked in. I, I thought I'd watch it five minutes or so, and I was watched it all the way through. I was quite yeah. interested.
0: Yeah. So they they talked about this theory of whenever you see images of a subject to the left looking to the right, that indicates you're looking to the future. And if you, you look at a picture and somebody's on the right, and this is all sort of standard, sort of compositional things, and mm. that line gets going through is meant to kind of say, well. This is the left to right momentum of the logo. So when you yeah. stack it, it breaks that momentum. But I don't know. We can talk about this for a long time. But um, something it does work on. So the new Series 9 soundtrack that's finally been you know, released and on its way. Yeah, It doesn't look too bad for that. Because you've got um, the Doctor and um, Clara sort of running from an explosion. Mm. And the logo is quite large on it. It sort of spans almost from left to right. And it's quite a dark background. So for that, it works really well. Versus something like the new Tom Baker Series 12 Blu-ray box set that's on its way. Mm. It doesn't work on something like that for me. Because they've defaulted to just the, the solid black version. Yeah, with the BBC logo, and it doesn't seem to hold the impact to me because the font that they've used underneath it that says the collection is a lot heavier, and so my eye's drawn to that more than it is the logo. And my, I also see, just from a designer's eye, I see the BBC logo as more of an impact than the actual Doctor Who logo as well. Because it's
1: bold, isn't it? The,
0: exactly. the type. Yeah,
1: I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how far it goes actually. Because I was thinking about um, we were talking about Robert Harrow just before we. Uh, started recording I was thinking about their branding because I love their boxes they're very much in the sort of classic style with the diamond shapes yes. and yep. you know and and that and I'm thinking so will they will you know well because the BBC seem to be forcing everybody or not forcing but you know what I mean they're telling everyone this is the new logo we want mm-hmm. it on everything like big finish have started to put it on some of their releases and again to me it really doesn't suit their style of of um of cover uh it seems to get totally lost on their covers because they normally have that sort of bar at the side don't they with yeah. the logo in which looks great but now they've got the bar at the side and then this sort of stick thin logo across the top and it doesn't have anywhere near as much impact so on that sort of stuff it gets lost so i was thinking so will companies like robert harrop that are officially licensed on bbc are we going to see you know when the mandrel comes out is he going to have a box with that new logo on or will they let them keep the thing i don't know how far they're going with it if you not know i mean because I, I really yeah. can't see that working on on like the robert harrop Box? Can you? I just can't. That's just can't see that how, how that's going to work, you know, in terms of their style and, and stuff. So, uh, it's a it's a tricky one.
0: It's, I think. Oh, absolutely, mate. It's a tricky one, and we can talk about it for mm. ages and ages. But mm. yeah, which is something that came up um, in convo on the Discord. So, and then that, mm. and then that video when I found it because somebody put a link to it, and I haven't watched any Five Who fans videos in ages. So mm. that was good to um, it was good to watch that and get another point of view. But they seem to really like it though.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, just before we move off that, i tell you that the other bit I found really interesting was when they talked about the marketing team that, that did all the stuff for Series 8, and then the BBC got rid of them for Series 9, and we didn't have anyone doing anything for Series 9. And then they were saying they kind of did their own in-house version for mm-hmm. Series 10. And uh, that was very interesting to sort of hear all about that and you know the fact that they felt no need to sort of <laughs> make any because actually when you look back at some of the stuff that I forget the name of the the people that did it, but whoever the BBC employed to do the graphics and all that for Series 8, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah. The promotional stuff. They did the 50th anniversary promo as well with all the doctors in, um, which I thought was great. So that gives you an idea of their sort of st- standard. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then the yep. BBC just, yeah, didn't have anything for Series 9. And I thought, that's interesting. They just didn't feel the need to promote it or didn't want to really bothered about any promotional stuff and then series 10 they kind of did a little bit in house but mm-hmm. yeah that's quite interesting as well i guess i you'd call it a cutback wouldn't you you'd say well <laughs> you know we're not going to do we're not going to do it for this series because it's probably too much money and yeah it might explain why the ratings were going down a little bit if people didn't know the show was back i don't know it's, it was very interesting
0: it was yeah i'll, I'll post a link that. to it to anyone that hasn't watched it it's mm. worth a watch it is if yeah. you've got similar views mm. on the logo uh, so, coming up today's show, we have got zero news. No, as seems to be par for the course at the moment. A mm-hmm. couple of bits of merch, though. Yeah. Before that, how you been? You've been on some travels, haven't you? Mate? I've
1: been on my travels. Yeah, I went and um, popped over for a very brief little jaunt. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Jaunt. I meant to say that was totally unintentional. A very a little jaunt. <laughs> Over to Amsterdam, um and I had such a cracking little couple of days over there. It's a it's a great place, and I've not been there for years. Mm-hmm. But you know what's coming, <laughs> and my other half knew what was coming as well because it was it it was kind of business. um it, it, My partner had a, a job interview over there, so it was kind of business. But obviously, then the rest of it, we were just able to relax for a couple of days. But I was like, oh well, if we're in Amsterdam. <laughs> That's where they filmed Ark of Infinity, and I yeah I wouldn't mind trying to find that house with a fountain in the front that's supposed to have a crypt behind it, isn't it? They go down and see that funny bird-like creature and yeah. all sorts of stuff kicks off. So I was thinking, oh, I'd like to go there, but anyway, I wasn't sure because we really went there for a very long time, but we um, we managed to take in a few little locations. I have to say that there's lots of running over bridges in Ark of Infinity. Yes, yeah. I hadn't counted on the fact that there are actually so many bridges in Amsterdam so it was very difficult to to work out which was the ones in the actual story I mean I could have done more research before we left but I kind of figured I'd go over them like oh I probably recognize the sort of house in the background because I'm normally quite good at that but no so I've no idea if I went across a bridge that Peter Davison ran across but we were sat looking at some flamingos (laughs) and I sort of thought I'll just wait to time this I've got to get the timing right for this to ask so we sat there looking at the flamingos and I'm like, so it's uh, three Um, o'clock. Don't suppose we go and find that manor house. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, no, it's just, you know, as we're here, I'd really love to see it. It's Hmm. not a manor house. I don't know what it is. It's a big old house. Um, And so we did. And we had to get on a tram because it's not sort of, it's not exactly in the centre of Amsterdam, so we had to take a sort of 20-minute tra- tram ride to get to it. Um, but it was so worth it, actually, because it was sort of down, you know, it was a sort of away from all the sort of busy crowds, and uh, mm-hmm. and it was really nice. And it's actually um, a sort of restaurant-stroke cafe now. So I stood out the front, I took a 1,000 pictures of the fountain and the house itself and a picture of me in front of it and all, the, all that, and then I went and sat inside it and had a nice um, glass of wine and what was we sort of sat there thinking... This is awesome. <laughs> was that Omega's
0: place in Arkham?
1: So yeah, I was going to say, um, oh, he's, I can't remember now because I haven't watched it for a while. He's, it's like, it's Tegan's cousin, isn't it? Goes down. He has to pretend because there's no crypt there. But yeah. He goes behind the fountain in front of the big old house and and in then into a crypt and then there's this funny bird creature comes out and shoots him and then his friend goes down and turns into a zombie or something and yeah, I can't yeah. remember it's all very and it's all to do with Omega yeah omega pops up later and starts running around Amsterdam before turning into a crispy fried Peter Davidson if you remember That's so it's right. so yeah. it's all a bit sick um but yeah it's just really cool to actually go inside and 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 have a look at it and um and see that location so uh, once again another holiday ruined by me <laughs> insisting on it's it's no good taking me anywhere uh where they filmed doctor who and expecting me not to have to try and find the locations i you know my other half should know this by now um but we did it was nice we we sat in there we had a nice glass of wine we looked out across the fountain and this, the houses across the road actually beautiful they're all different colors it was very very nice and it was gr- just great to be sat in a doctor who location again i was thinking oh, i'm in my element again here <laughs>
0: So that yeah. was really cool. Was it a Frankendale house? Was
1: it I, something like that? Yeah. Frankendale house. Yeah, I think that's that's the one. Omega's um, place. To, yeah, Omega's home. Mm. We'll say. <laughs> I don't think it is, but let's call it Omega's home because I can imagine him living. You know, sitting in there. Um, I asked if I could go upstairs as well because there's two sort of restaurants either side of it, mm-hmm. and then the sort of main house is in the middle. It's all a bit weird. So I was like, "Oh, can I?" can I go upstairs or is that private? And they go, there's so not, they were so laid back in there. I loved the people over there. He's like, yeah, sure. Go have a look. I was like, okay, thanks. So I just wandered up and was wandering around. It was beautiful up there. It was all old paintings hanging on the wall and it was immaculately clean. And apparently they use it for functions and stuff. And so I took a few pics and that. Yeah, that was in my, I was in my element, mate. It was, absolutely brilliant i i now want to watch arc of infinity though which um could ruin it all because i can't remember if it's good or not but um <laughs> we haven't reviewed that have we or have we not yet not yet well i'll save it i'll save it to when we review it but i'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it again just so i can sort of sit there and think ah i was there and so was peter davison back in 1983
0: <laughs> hold on i think we have
1: no, no, we haven't. I've got the review. I've just had oh, a look. Sorry. No, we yep. haven't. I thought we had as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I really wanted to tell the guy in the restaurant as well because uh, I've got the DVD case with me, and I, I really wanted to say to him, "Oh, did you? Uh, do you know this was filmed here back in 1983?" And then I was thinking, he looks about 18 at the most. He's not going to care, is he? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. I sort of kind of just left the DVD case on the table, and I thought, if he says anything, then I'll, I'll light up like a light bulb. And say, "Oh yes." <laughs> <But he didn't. laughs> So that's been me, mate, skipping around Amsterdam, drinking wine, looking for Omega. And then <laughs> yeah, back to reality now. Back home. I, I did listen to a bit of big finish yesterday though. Oh cool. Which one? And um and I, I really liked it. So they, they literally just come out. It's I don't know how you say it. The Helif Heliax Rift? Helia Heliax Rift? The so Heliax it's a Peter Dave's, Rift. Yeah, yeah. Heliax yep. Rift. Peter Davidson story and it's got the the geezer out of um <laughs> that's me trying to sound cool. The geezer out of um in between us, the guy out of In Between Us, I don't know what his name is, uh, won't surprise any listeners, but he's in it and it's it's a unit story, so it's just Peter Davidson and unit, uh, Blake Harrison, that's his
0: name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, so I've listened to the first two parts yesterday and, um, I, I really like it so far. Um, I'll, I'll probably listen to the rest this afternoon, I'll let you know next week if it's uh, if it carries on being good because i a friend of mine said that he listened to it and loved the first two parts and then thought the third and fourth part really let it down i was like oh no don't say that oh. um but i yeah i really enjoyed this yesterday it was a real good you know as i said listening to two parts and then i had to get on with something else so yeah i'll let you know next week if it's i'll listen to the rest of the afternoon and I'll let you know if it's as if it's a good one but um yeah that was nice nice to get a bit of big finishing nice. in the week
0: yeah yeah apparently there's some good davison ones out recently ghost has got good reviews yeah not, i think you didn't like that one as much as some others but oh is um,
1: that the one that i didn't yeah because there yeah. was a sort of trilogy with the, the crowded tardis team and i always buy them because i like that tardis team but um i've actually only listened to the first one in that range and i yeah didn't didn't do it for me i know um who's the chap who reviewed it for us i'm so sorry i, for, I always forget the name, jordan shortman Jordan, Jordan yeah he, he he really liked it didn't he and, and um told me I should give it another go when I was in a better mood so I might do that but yeah but this is just Davidson on his own so there's no there's no companion or anything mm. with him in this one it's just him yeah. and unit which is quite a good mm. pairing up so
0: yeah I'll let yeah. you know I'll
1: come back to that one but I'm liking it so far yeah. well, Lee, really liking it actually.
0: yeah Lee Binding did the the awesome cover for that as well oh it is a good cover mm. I think
1: that's what drew me in because mm. I was intrigued by unit and The Fifth Doctor together, and then I thought, oh, no, I really like the cover, and yeah, so I'll listen to the rest of that in the sunshine this afternoon. Sure. Because it could, this is sunny here in England for once, yeah, isn't it? We've the, got, the, we got sunshine.
0: The weather's picked up. That's lovely. It is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: what about you, mate? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, not much, buddy. No? No, I've had a very nice, quiet one since we last mm. recorded, yeah. You got the shorts on. You told me
1: I, I haven't seen them. I can only see you from the waist up, so I can't confirm this. But
0: <laughs> who knows what I'm wearing from the waist down oh, no. when we record? No, no. <laughs> Depends how warm it is, mate. It could be. Uh, it, it, normally, it's a short situation because it do get quite warm because the sun shines on this side of the house where the room that I'm recording in. Yeah, so it feels like a bit of a greenhouse sometimes, especially when the weather starts to pick up. So it's a short situation.
1: Short situation. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll leave it there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, not too so much. Uh, I did catch a bit of, um, of Tenant while I was, flicking, I was flicking through Netflix because I was bored. I'd watched yeah. um, I was, I'd watch the first three episodes of the new Lost in Space that's on Netflix at the moment because I was a big fan of the original one. Oh, I've been watching that as so well. I've watched the first three. So, yeah, me, me too. Yeah. First three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was a big fan of the old original one from when it, whenever it was, the 60s, 70s. Mm. Um, so I thought I'd check that out which is quite good but I got three episodes in I thought right I want to break now just flicking through got to the old you know on Netflix it said uh, it says uh, continue watching or watch again whatever yeah and it was obviously Doctor Who was there so I watched the I rewatched. I know I've watched this one so many times but The Family of Blood you know, oh too cracking two
1: part yeah. of that is that is so good yeah yeah
0: so a bit predictable because I've seen that one so many times but you know, you just play it safe sometimes. Oh, it's you a good think, no, it's yeah. a good
1: one. That is. It is one I could happily watch a few times. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I still need to catch up with. But you mentioned Big Finish. I still need to mm. catch up and and pick up some new ones recently. But um, I haven't heard many reviews from the recent uh, McGann one. You know, Ravenous. The first Ravenous, one. Ravenous. No, yeah. I've not seen much in the way of reviews and stuff for that at the moment. A couple of people on the Discord have got it and said it was it was good. Um, mm. But I've not really been. Maybe we'll get Jordan on that. Get Jordan on there.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to but... say, I know Host Productions, I watched this review of it. He, he said it was, um, his sort of conclusion was that it was a good listen, but it sort of lost its way a little bit and a bit jumbled, I think he said. Right. He, he was sort right. of saying it kind of sets things, it, he's sort of looking forward to seeing where they go with it in Series 2. I don't know if that meant it was sort of more of a setup or what. Um, I. It, funny enough, it arrived the other day, and I, I had to laugh a bit because big finish <laughs> now, since um oh, a few months back something arrived all smashed and i emailed them so could you send a new case or could you send a new box because it was all ripped they now have put this thing on saying extra packaging required in big letters on the box so they send it wrapped in so much bubble wrap that they can hardly fit it in the box so it always comes exploding out so <laughs> um so this one arrived it it got tons of bubble wrap around it uh, this is ravenous it got uh, the whole box was caked in fragile sellotape. So cellotape that's got fragile written in big red letters over it. So it's like they'd really gone to town to, to make sure this arrived safe. So I open it up and the one that they've, the, the actual one that they've sent me uh, it got a sort of big rip at the front of the box, you know, cause it's sealed. So you probably, they probably didn't notice. They so probably just picked one up, wrapped it up the best they could, you know, but didn't sort of actually take time to look at the actual <laughs> one they sent to me. Cause the one they've sent, is sort of got a rip in the front of the box. You got a big dent at the back of it, <laughs> like in the corner. So one of the sort of, one of the cases had got a sort of crack just on the hinge. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, just, I just sort of felt like, They'd gone to all that trouble to make sure it got to be perfect but they hadn't actually checked the one they'd sent me <laughs> but, Oh no! but to be fair <laughs> you couldn't really tell until you took the cellophane off because you know what i mean it's like you took it off and then you were like oh that i can lift up the it's got a bit of a tear there and the, oh, it's got a big dent in the corner but to be fair to me you couldn't really see it till you till you actually looked at it if you know what I mean. <laughs> so that was good but i haven't listened to it yet and i, I don't know i've kind of lost track of them again a bit i don't know about you because we've got like the time war stuff going on at the same time as ravenous like the next the next time war box set comes out fairly soon mm-hmm. yeah. i mean this is the first one so i'm a little bit lost in the whole McGann, big finish timeline at the minute i don't know where i am with him yeah um which is a shame because i love McGann on on, on big finish but I, i've got kind of got to go back quite a way to catch up i feel
0: yes at the me minute too. Me too. yeah
1: like yeah probably back to doom coalition yeah
0: probably yeah mm.
1: So um, just quickly before we move on, you mentioned Tennant earlier, um, and uh, which sparks a memory. I don't know if you saw. I don't know if it was him or or what's his wife called? Is it Georgia? Georgia?
0: Um, Georgia Moffat. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody posted a picture of Tennant on Twitter and uh, it said um, sometimes fans need to look up more. Uh, did, did you see this?
0: I don't so think So
1: no. he spotted a young Doctor Who fan probably a teenager I would say 12 13 whatever quite young and the teenager stood with his face down buried in his phone and he's wearing the Doctor Who t-shirt and then David Tennant's just kind of stood next to him and taken a selfie without him realizing oh no and it says oh sometimes Doctor Who fans should look up more and I'm just sort of thinking oh no I bet that kid's like if, you know if he hopefully he sees it it was like oh my god David Tennant was stood next to me and I didn't even know because I, I was on my phone.
0: <laughs> but I not sure know where he up. Went. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was going to say, I'm hopefully, I i'd like to think that he went up to him afterwards and said, all right, mate, and took a picture with it. But yeah. I thought that was a really cool little selfie. I i,
0: I don't know who posted it. That, that sounds cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. talking of Georgia Muffet or Georgia Tennant, I suppose we should call her. Georgia Tennant, yeah. Yeah, she posted a nice picture the other day. Um, Either yesterday, we we're recording this on Wednesday, the 18th of April, so our listeners would know, but either yesterday or the day before, it was Peter Davison's birthday. She posted a really nice picture of her oh, yeah. and him together, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia, the doctor's daughter.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. got a box set coming out soon, is not
0: she? She has, yeah. I think it's just called Jenny.
1: Jenny. Yeah.
0: Now the doctor's wife. Mm. <laughs> In a weird sort of way. Yeah. Anyways... We haven't got any news. We haven't got any news, no. So shall we get old Grumpy Pants in? Yeah. See what he's got. Old metal (laughs) drawers. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Titan Comics. Yay. Titan Comics does Star Wars. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred, one hundred percent. Obviously, Star Wars didn't copyright or trademark or patent any of these things. But uh-huh. so with Star Wars, you remember when episode crikey what? Hold on, Force Awakens, wasn't it? Well, yeah, that's episode seven. seven. Yeah, seven. Bloody hell! Mm. Episodes, yeah. So when episode seven was announced, everything, all of, there was, um, a, a bunch of Star Wars novels and comics and stuff. And they had this thing at the top that said the, I think they actually said the road to episode seven. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah was or thinking, the journey yeah. to something like that. Anyway, mm. uh, Doctor Who has gone down a similar path. So Titan Comics and BBC Studios, uh, have announced uh, a three part Titan Comics set, uh, titled The Road to the 13th Doctor, which is very Mm. prominent across the top of the cover. Mm. And it's an all-new series starring the 10th, 11th, and 12th Doctors. Um, And it's going to lead up to the new series when it goes out in the autumn. Mm. Uh, So yeah, brand new adventures written by James Peaty and uh, a bunch of people doing the covers and so on. Uh, And there's a bit of blurb from titan that says uh, the 10th doctor encounters lost ghostly spaceships the 11th doctor and alice visit a robot infested 19th century san francisco and the 12th doctor finds london's piccadilly circus transformed into a wasteland of emptiness and pterodactyls Mm. each issue will contain a serialized story from the creative team behind the new 13th Doctor ongoing comic series written by Jodie Hauser with art by Rachel Scott and Enrica Angiolini Angiolini yeah so three parter with the new logo yeah and the road to the 13th Doctor so they're just ramping up aren't they the hype mm. uh, leading up to Jodie uh, interestingly enough i'm not sure any anyone's seen any Announcement about this. The, the first time I saw it was when Crystal D put something on Instagram where uh, this, the the new thing is is called BBC Studios. And oh yeah. Previously, it was it was BBC Worldwide, Worldwide. One, yeah, or the branch of BBC Worldwide that was in the UK possibly mm. is now BBC Studios or something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the three parter, mate you going to get these.
1: Yeah. Um, actually I, I do like the covers on these and I, I'm, I'm curious to know if you like the logo on it. Cause I think this, I think it does suit these, you know, we were saying earlier how sometimes it looks okay on things and sometimes it doesn't. I think it suits these covers cause I, I really like them. Um, yeah, I will get these. It's a, it's a bit annoying actually cause I'd made a decision that when, cause they brought the other ranges to a close. Um, You know, like they were doing sort of ongoing stories for all these doctors. And I thought, right, once that last Twelve Doctor comic comes in, that's Mm. it. I I can't. I haven't got the room for any more comics. I haven't. You know, they do a thousand variants for them. I can never decide which one I want. So I thought I'm not going to start with the new set. You know, I knew they were going to do one, but I thought that's it. Mm. I'm not going to get any more Doctor comics. I just haven't got the room. Unfortunately, I've I really do like the look of these. Um, but what I am going to do is is I'm not going to do my usual trick of ordering all the variants because it's just a thing. So I'll probably just get these covers that we're looking at now because they look really nice to me. Do, do you like them? I, do I do like, the like logo them. On? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And there's got the the typical style. One of them, the the Matt Smith Doctor, has mm. got a very uh, recognizable cover from Will Brooks. Yeah, so that's more of a photographic. Uh, sort of Matt Smith the other two are mm. more sort of commonly comic booky typical comic book should I say mm. um, but yeah they do look quite nice and there's only they three do. parts so it won't break the bank I suppose
1: no it's a bit like the the seventh doctor comic which you pre-ordered recently and I I finally got around to pre-ordering it yesterday funny enough um and I had to get all the variants because yeah. they are really nice um That's- yeah so I know I'm trying to be trying to really cut back on the variants but it's difficult when they're so good but mm. Um, but yes, mate, I will give in. I will get these and um, and see see what they're like. Is it so? Is it just three parts, or is it going to be like an ongoing thing? I can't really tell from the blurb. But anyway, either way, yeah,
0: I'll be I'll be picking these up. Yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. So it's just three parts. Oh, that's not too bad then. Yeah, the first one's out at some point in July. Right. And when the three parts are up, it will they will lead into a new comic run starring the Thirteenth Doctor. Gotcha. Well that's quite a nice idea, yeah. Yeah. Alongside the T V series, I suppose. It'll probably launch around the same time as the T V series going live.
1: And then they'll presumably do like a Thirteenth Doctor comic, I I guess. Yeah. It's gonna lead into that. Very nice. Okay. Um in other news, there's some some good stuff actually. Forbidden Planet have got a big sale on at the moment of Doctor Who T shirts. Um going from well, actually, they've got one on there for 99p, but it's out of stock. So they're mostly 2.99. dollars um, These are going quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so by the time you hear this podcast, they may have only got uh, extra small left or something. Because, yeah, I jumped on yesterday and I bought four of these, uh, maybe <laughs> even five. Because at 2.99, they're an absolute bargain. And um, they got some good ones. So, so to give you an example, one of the ones I got was the Bad Wolf, which is just a black T-shirt with bad and in the bad wolf written across the top, but it's the DW in the middle of it, so it's oh, B A yeah, and yeah. then D W wolf. So I got that one. Um, I also got there's the four Doctor Bands one, which I wasn't sure about, but I was like, well that's two ninety nine. It's not that bad. Just the TARDIS with like, you know, the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth Doctor all playing different instruments. Oh and that's cool. Yeah. It's it's better than it sounds, isn't it? It's a <laughs> little bit cheesy, but it's better than it sounds. Um they've got I already own this, but they've reduced the uh, red t-shirt with the sort of funky tardis on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you call that a sort of um that style? It's sort of looks almost like a painting. It's it's very cool. Um, I bought that yeah, full price yeah. but they've now reduced that to 4.99. And that's a nice one. Uh, so yeah, jump on quickly because um, the, there's some good t-shirts on there. Is there any any one that's grabbing you, mate, that you're
0: liking the look of? Yeah, there are a couple on there actually. Yeah. Um, and just to clarify, we mean forbiddenplanet.com not the yes. UK. Yes. And um, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes to it. But if you just go on there and search, I think they've got a sale. They'll
1: probably add some more because they, they're things, selling right? quite quickly. So they're bound to add some on yeah. here. Uh,
0: but yeah, there was a couple that did catch my eye that I might pick yeah. up. The first one was this. It's, uh, it's like a, a dark blue t-shirt and on the front it's got um, like a, a Dalek that's kind of morphed into like stars and galaxies and stuff. See so like half of a Dalek, and it's sort of fading away into stars and stuff, uh, which looks very very cool. There's also the Gallifrey University baseball style uh, yeah. jersey, which is only two ninety nine, which is really good. Uh, the Bad Wolf one that you picked up, that's very cool. Yeah, that's cool. good. Yeah. Uh, there was another one as well. Um,
1: the Day of the Doctor one's quite good. It's seven ninety nine at the minute, but that's that's quite nice. It's just the, it's just the artwork for Day of the Doctor that once on the DVD. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. You know, 11 and 12 back-to-back War Doctor in the middle with Flames. That's quite nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, there was another one, but I can't remember which one it was. But, yeah, it's a really good sale. I mean, these are normally, in my opinion, just a few pounds overpriced. Yeah. Because they're normally like 16, 17 quid. Yeah. But I would say that based on – because I've bought a fair few T-shirts from FP over the years, and I would say that they should be priced around 12, 13 quid. So to pick them up for – for the majority of these are 2.99 or 4.99 so mm. good value
1: yeah i always think the same actually cuz like the new logo t-shirts they've just released they're 17.99 and then you have to pay like i think it's 5 pound in it packaging or something it's quite mm. it, it is a bit too much so yeah grab these while they're at a good price cuz um there's some good stuff on there yeah, yeah. I, I do hope they add some more because uh, <laughs> i could do a few new tees mine are all looking a bit washed out now
0: <laughs> yeah no same mm. mate yeah mm. same yeah. There we go. Check out FP. Get yourself a bargain .com. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's it. News on. Well, just merch done. Mm. Review time. Yes, looking forward to this. Right. Another first for us. What are we doing, buddy? <laughs>
1: it's just the music's already floating into my head. So yeah, we're we're kicking off our Torchwood uh, reviews with the very first episode which is called Everything Changes.
0: We're separate from the government outside the police beyond the United Nations. Who are you? Torchwood. Listen to me. We've only got two minutes, so it's important that you listen, okay? Who are you? Trust me. You're dead. Owen Harper, Gwen Cooper, Toshiko Sato, Computer Genius, Susie Costello. She's second in command. And this is Yanto Jones.
1: You're an alien catcher.
0: Yes, I am. Got any good aliens? Tons of them. That's a hell of a job. On sure
1: the morning of January the 21st, 1941, Captain Jack Harkness failed to report for duty. That couldn't be me. What's going on, Gwen? You've seen ghosts?
0: The 21st century is when it all changes, and you've got to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those times where the trailer, the action-packed style of the trailer that BBC Three put together matches the episode, pretty much. Yeah, yes, yeah, true. Yeah. There are many times where I've played a trailer, for, especially for Classic Who, and it's nothing like the story <laughs> No. At all. Uh, so, Torchwood, we've wanted to do these for quite a while, haven't we? Yeah, we have, yeah. And we've had so, I can't tell you how many times that we've had a tweet or an email or somebody at a convention has said, So, when are you going to do Torchwood then? Mm. So, we're on it as part of our new review schedule. Yes. Everything Changes, was broadcast on BBC Three. I know, which surprises me. I've completely forgotten that. Yeah, I thought this was a BBC Two or a BBC yeah. One thing for some reason. Uh, so back when BBC Three was a thing, mm. before class shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, back in the 20, on the 22nd of October, 2006. So just a year after Doctor Who had been back on the screens. Yeah. And it was written by Russell T. Davis, of course. Man, yeah. Overseen by Brian Minchin, who was also producer on Doctor Who. Uh, Julie Gardner. And co-produced by Chris Chibnall, no less. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Forgot about that. Yeah, the Hmm. first time it aired, the very, very first time on BBC Three, they actually played this on day one. Together as like a really long sort of pseudo pilot kind of thing. And there was no break in the middle either. It was just one really long Torchwood programme. And all the credits were the same at the end and it was just one big thing. But everything changes as its own thing nowadays. If you've got the box set and so on. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on first of all, what are your thoughts on Torchwood in general? And this episode, everything changes.
1: Mm. Well, I, I like Torchwood. Um, I really liked it. Actually, um, it's going to be really interesting going through the series because it has been a long time since I've watched it. Um, you know, because it kind of fizzles out for me. I don't remember taking to the, the sort of last series set in you know in the US. I remember liking it to begin with and then getting quite bored of it. But you know, we won't get to review that for a while, so we'll see if my opinions. differ on that but um but yeah I I, I've always liked Torchwood I think it fitted in really nicely alongside Doctor Who but it also totally stood on its own two feet you know where whereas I hate to mention it but where whereas class I felt just didn't feel anything connected to Doctor Who and had bits of Doctor Who jarringly put into it you know like I was watching this yesterday and I was thinking. We totally don't need like you know the tenth doctor to walk in now, like Capaldi did at the end of the first episode of class. We don't even need the doctor in this; this is totally standing mm-hmm. on its own two feet um It's been a very long time since I've watched this first episode, and um weirdly in my mind, and probably because you because they edited the first two stories together, I was thinking it was the next episode, so okay. I was waiting for a certain female alien to come in and start doing stuff and i was thinking yeah so that's that explains it then because that's what in my head i was thinking that was the first episode but this one it's a real sort of um it it, there i can see a lot of similarities to rose Mm -hmm. because this whole thing we're we're watching we're discovering torchwood through gwen cooper all the way through aren't we she's like our eyes our eyes and ears she's curious who are they she gets introduced to them and a bit like the you know rose did with with the doctor she sort of discovers all the hidden layer and stuff and we, we were seeing the story for her eyes um i've got to say i really really enjoyed watching this yesterday um a little bit more than i was expecting and i was expecting to like it if that makes sense like i knew that i liked torchwood um, but there are obviously episodes that I think are really good, and some that for me just don't hit the mark at all. But um, I wasn't expecting a lot from the first episode. I knew it was going to be an introductory story and not throwaway, but I knew it was there to do a job, and then we would get into, you know, proper sort of Torchwood once the team were together and we're on our way in the second episode. So I wasn't expecting a lot from this. Um, in terms of that, but I was expecting to enjoy it, but I really enjoyed it. I, I sat there totally engrossed in it um it was like watching it for a new because i suppose i haven't watched it for so long but yeah I, I wasn't bored at all it really nips along at a great pace i i thoroughly enjoyed watching this yesterday i'm yeah very excited to sort of carry on and see you know the rest of the series again uh the only thing i would say um did you watch this on dvd or blu-ray
0: i watched this on blu-ray
1: right i'm just curious to know right because I bought the I bought the DVDs when they come out, and then, you know, being uh, wanting to throw my money away as I do every every week, I bought the Blu-ray complete Blu-ray set when it came out. But I don't think I've ever watched it on Blu-ray. I know that sounds thing, but I, you know, I'd I'd watch the DVDs, but I wanted to have them on Blu-ray. So I think that box set's been sat there. But yesterday, I did find that the music because I think they've remastered the you know they've rejigged it a little bit. Yes, I did find the music much louder than the dialogue and it might be my tv i don't know but i was finding myself having to constantly keep turning it up and down and i just wondered if you found that like the dialogue seemed a lot quieter i don't remember having that problem on the on the dvd i could be wrong but um, it was very noticeable for me yesterday watching this. Like the music was so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, as I said, I was sort of yeah. I, I did have to sort of constantly keep adjusting it through, which uh, got a bit irritating. But it might be my setup, so I don't know. I was just curious whether you you found the music really loud in it.
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think that's not just unique to Torchwood. The Torchwood no, I remember Boxer, the Doctor though.
1: Who had that problem yeah. for a while. But but uh, yeah, I just don't remember when I'm watching watching DVDs. Don't remember having that that particular issue but it was very noticeable yesterday i think because they've maybe they've mixed the soundtrack into Mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe they've done something to the blu-ray but through through some very expensive sound equipment it probably sounds amazing but yesterday it was kind of like (laughs) there was sort of dialogue and Mm -hmm. then there's a bit where they go into a pub where there's a fight happening and the music kind of oh god it was so loud it's like turning it down because it nearly blew the speakers it was so much louder than than the dialogue before it. Um, but yeah, I, I was just curious whether you'd, you'd had that issue as well or whether it was just me. Yeah,
0: a little bit. I think um, mm. there was a setting that I put on my surround system or something like that. But, mm. Yeah, because I think if you leave it on the normal surround thing. Yeah, I'm sure I, I investigated this a couple of years ago because I had it a lot with various Blu-rays. Yeah, me yeah. too.
1: I had it with the Star Trek set, the original series. Right, they right. they mixed the mono track into stereo. And God, it was so... The levels while watching it just drove me nuts. So mm-hmm. I I'd always had to change it. Before I put an episode, I always had to change it to mono because it was the only way I could actually watch the episode and I have to constantly turn it up and down and it's probably as I said if you've got expensive equipment it's probably great but for someone yeah. who's just got normal old tv it's it, it was quite frustrating actually
0: yeah I think there was a setting that I you yeah, know I changed it back to something and then mm-hmm. upped the the center speaker level quite a lot and something like that but I know I I could probably adjust
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I might be able to adjust it, but I I was just curious whether it was just me. I always get paranoid. Like, Oh no, is it the first batch of the (laughs) Blu-rays where they were faulty? Oh no. I start getting panicky and thinking I've got like a dud copy or something. But yeah. But anyway, to get back to the story, um, I, I really enjoyed it, mate. Really thoroughly enjoyed this as, as an opener. It was a real simple story with a great little tiny little twist at the end. (laughs) Um, which, uh, I mean, you know, it's coming if you've seen it before, but, um, you know, I'm sure back in the day when I first watched this, I would have been like, "Whoa!" Didn't you know? Wouldn't I? Wouldn't have seen it coming? It's not obvious. It's not. It's not laid there, you know, for us to see. So, I, I yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. What about you? Uh,
0: yes, I I really like this one actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good. The reason why I like it is because it's one of those really good RTD written episodes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, where he does this thing so well. I mean, he. I can't remember how many times that we've praised his writing for Mm. (laughs) really good characters. Yeah, he does. Uh, And it's just another example of that with the first one of Torchwood and you're right. It's very similar to Rose where it's got that initial setup kind of feel Mm. where they don't explain everything in too much detail, but he gives you just enough to get on board with the characters and the story. And then it leaves it to the really good writing of the, in this case, Gwen Cooper, that, that yep. character. So you're kind of travelling through the story with her at this point and you're discovering Torchwood with her. Yeah. So I can imagine it would be really cool for people who haven't seen Torchwood before for you to watch it, not watch it, but sort of go along and investigate what Torchwood is mm. through the eyes of, of Gwen Cooper. Yeah. So I really like that writing. I mean, they could have done it very... Uh, what's the word? They they could have done it quite explicit, where they mm. said, "This is," um, you know, I mean, right from the very beginning, you know. Sometimes they do like these little narrative opening things, and you know, but they yeah. they just kept it until sort of two thirds of the way through the story, and then it's down to Captain Jack to say, "This is who we are. This is what mm. we do," uh, you know, and then there, there was kind of two twists for it for me because it was one sort of two-thirds of the way through where you think when he when he's talking to Gwen in the bar and he's going through everything about who Torchwood are and what they do Mm. I thought when I first watched it I thought that's the point where he's going to say so do you want in oh right yeah you know and then actually he's
1: drugged her isn't he yeah Yeah. he's
0: drugged her and he's gonna gonna forget it all yeah Mm. so I thought okay it's interesting and then at the end we have the other twist that you mentioned Mm. Uh, so I think overall as a as a a launch pad into Torchwood, I think it's very, very good. Mm. And one thing that I was surprised about, because like you, I have not seen it in quite a long time.
1: Mm. In
0: my head, I was thinking, oh, it's, it's Torchwood. So because they've aimed it at a slightly more adult, actually, no, they've aimed it at an adult audience. Mm. i in my head, I thought it was littered with swear words and innuendos and everything, but there was yeah. only a couple. So maybe that comes a bit later on. Um, yeah
1: it's funny i was waiting for that as well i mean there are a few swear words in it but most of them didn't feel out of place if there was only one bit for me where i felt like it was unnecessary kind of thrown in there for the sake of it and it's the bit where um um what's his name <laughs> uh, owen sorry when owen goes you know goes to the bar and puts on the magic scent that makes the girl fall for him and then there's a scene where her boyfriend comes out and starts confronting him and Um, there's a there's a there's a few sort of expletives there which i felt like they felt like they were thrown in because it's an adult show they didn't they didn't feel natural like you know earlier on in the episode where it was kind of just used as everyday wording which i think we do if you know what i mean but that felt very much like oh i'm coming out and i'm being bullshit and i'm i'm gonna say these Swear words because it's an algebra. That was the only time in this episode where I felt like, well, that wasn't really needed, to be honest with you. It kind of felt like it was put in because it was, a, you know, because they could, Mm -hmm. basically. But that was the only point. I have a feeling there might be more of that to come from my memory, but I don't know. We'll see. But
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought there was more in it. Yeah, I did. I'm pretty sure there's in later episodes, and especially in series three, I think, Mm. there is quite a few harsh words spoken regularly. Mm. Um, and there's also, and we didn't see it in this one, but in the next episode, day one, it also gets a bit steamier. Gets a bit racy. A bit racy, yeah. yeah. So I think it's quite important to mention, because I put this one, I put the, review, uh, the request out on Facebook and Twitter for your reviews and so on. Uh, if we've got any younger listeners, it is important to, to note that this is aimed at a more adult audience. Than mm-hmm. Doctor Who, then I put I put in the text on those that if you are a younger listener, go and check with mum and dad first before you stick Torchwood on because mm-hmm. you know well, we do have some younger listeners, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. we a family uh, show, and it, it will it'll be interesting for me to see how they gauge it with Torchwood because when you review something, you watch it f- through reviewing eyes. It's not like I'm watching it at home and the language doesn't bother me. But when I'm watching it as a review, you take other things into account. And yeah. one of those things mm-hmm. I will be taking into account as we review it is does this suit uh, a Doctor Who spin off? You know, have they gone too adult? Did they push the boundaries too far? Because, God, I hate to go back to it again, but class for me went way beyond what they should have in terms of the gore, swearing, and all that. You know, that I kept thinking of that scene actually where. Um, I can't remember the character's names in class. I don't know. She gets a spike put for her eye and it was so graphic and horrible. And I was thinking that that just doesn't belong in a doctor who spin off. So one of the things I'm going to be sort of looking at as we review these is did they push the boundaries just right? Or did they go a little bit too far in that episode? And Mm -hmm. for me, they didn't in this one. But I have a feeling. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think they did, but. Uh, it'll be different watching it as a reviewer rather than just someone who's got it on the tv yeah you know so yeah that's an interesting point because it's like the gore isn't it you know when the guy gets his neck bitten Mm -hmm. and you get all the blood splitting out in my mind that was so much worse than it actually was on TV. again i think they got it right they didn't show much it just literally showed enough for you to get the picture and it was a bit like but i think you know I don't think it was gratuitous, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that was an interesting scene, actually, mm. because when the weevil, it's the weevil, isn't it? The weevil. Alien, yeah, you know, the weevil. Yeah. When it bites the porter's neck, mm. you do see a lot of blood sort of spurts sp- out. Yeah. But then when it cuts back and the guy's fallen to the floor and the weevil's just standing there, he hasn't got a drop on his face or. Oh, right. Or I didn't know. So, yeah. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think yeah i 'm not going to say that they put certain things in there just for the sake of being adult mm. um, but there are times but there are times yeah and it'll be yeah. interesting as we go through these because there are there are a couple of scenes that I remember later on, not language wise but very very racy
1: yeah see that 's what i 'm thinking, and oh, yeah. i can't i honestly can 't remember i 'm thinking the next episode is it going to be you know, is it going to be a bit too racy for, for what I would consider to be suitable for a spin-off? I know they're adding an adult audience, fair enough, but yeah, we'll see, yeah, I think. Yeah. We'll see with that. So
0: yeah, just want to reiterate that, that if we have mm. any younger listeners, probably below the the age of... Crikey, I, I really don't want to shoot us in the foot here because mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult to judge nowadays with, you know, kids today, yeah. soul <laughs> desensitized, you know, it's, I don't know what to yeah, say, yeah. but just to play it safe. If you're below the age of 15, let's play it safe. Yeah. Then, and you want to watch Torchwood to go along with our reviews, then please go and check with, with, with mum or dad mm. or both. Don't play them <laughs> off of each other. Mum said I could watch it. No, she didn't. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I thought they they judged this one fairly spot on. Be- so far, yeah. 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 You know, there was a couple of swear words in there and there was a few scenes, but it wasn't like every other word. It wasn't like watching, mm. you know, a Guy Ritchie film.
1: The thick of it yeah. or something or like some, that. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. So that was quite cool. And, mm. uh, and there wasn't much in the way of violence, really. Um, there was a few scenes where we just mentioned with the weevil biting the guy's neck and mm. seen at the end with the suicide and the the gunshot, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were few and far between, and they did have a fairly good impact, like the twist at the end, which we'll come on to, was quite impactful. Mm. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good intro into Torchwood.
1: It, it does what it needs to do, doesn't it? That's what I kept thinking. Just it's like really Rose. well written. Yeah, just just like Rose. Yeah, it's not the... It's not a complicated story. It's really hard to, uh, sorry, really easy, I mean, to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just introduces Torchwood. I mean, it's a great entrance as well, um, isn't it? You know, their very first sort of entrance onto screen is brilliant, where it's just like, who are Torchwood? Cue the, you know, cue the car bursting in (laughs) and then walking through the rain looking, you know, super cool and and all that. So it's a brilliant way to introduce them. I'll tell you what amazes me actually, because this obviously went out on BBC three, as you said, Um, it amazes me how good it looked it really stood up well in terms of the production values and it feels quite big budget already like all the sweeping shots of Cardiff and you know and Captain Jack stood on the end of that building I blimmin love that shot Mm -hmm. it's so ridiculously over the top but brilliant you know just it feels very it feels like they've put some money into this for for a show that was on BBC 3 yeah. You know what yeah. I mean it, like you said i I thought it was b b c two I'm quite amazed it was b b c three so it, it feels like the production values in this episode, and I'm assuming it continues like this yeah. it feels quite like they've put a bit of a bit of dosh into it, Absolutely. a bit of time and effort into it, so it looked really good, I thought you know yeah, a couple of the effects maybe yeah the a little bit yeah. Were, mm. yeah they weren't weren't great but they are, you know they weren't bad either,
0: um, yeah, I would say that they concentrated more on the Physical effects rather than the CG mm-hmm. stuff. Because the only, the only bad effect really was the only big effect in the episode. And that's when Captain Jack and Gwen are standing on the step and it's raising yeah. them up to go up through the, the bottom of the pathway under yeah. by the fountain. And that looked quite ropey. I don't think it stood mm-hmm. up too well against the test of time. But I would imagine when this went out back in 2006, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, this is amazing. They're going to come what? up right through. You know, the, the famous Torchwood step, which everyone gets a photo on these days. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It's really cool.
1: And the Torchwood hub itself looks incredible, doesn't it? It's I awesome. love that set. I mean, yeah. it really does feel like there's stuff going on in there. Do you know what I mean? Everywhere you look in that set, there it just looks really well lived in. Yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't look like they've just thought, right, we've got to set here, throw a few things around. There's a spanner. and You know, it really looks like there's stuff going on in that place. Um, I'd love to just walk around it, actually and see mm. all the, different bits that they they dressed it with, because it, it's a brilliant set. It's really you know, cool. That yeah. tortured hub, yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so when this went out on BBC Three, I, memory serves, I read this the other day, that it got the highest ratings of anything on BBC Three.
1: Yeah, so, I can believe that, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is cool. Mm. It's cool. Um, story-wise, actually, yeah, effects-wise, um, I, I, like I said, I think they put more into the actual... Sort of cinematography, physical mm. camera stuff, rather than CG, because there are a couple of scenes where it looks amazing, like like you said, where Captain Jack's standing on top of that building, that's brilliant, and he's just sort of looking out across Cardiff, and yeah, and it, got these. Big is
1: that just like how have they? Is he is he CGI'd up there, or is it, is there a man still there with a wire that
0: CG out, or what? Is he is he really there? Well, I don't know. I, I think, know it's not Captain Jack, or is it? I don't know. Maybe I but, think for the close-up shots, it's him. It's him. But when it zooms out, really, I'm assuming it's a helicopter shot because it zooms yeah. out so far you can see the whole of Cardiff, and you can just see him on there. That's probably a stunt double, yeah, standing up there with a safety cable that's been edited out afterwards. I assume so, anyway. Mm. And there's a scene at the very end as well where Captain Jack and Gwen are standing on top of the Wales Millennium Centre. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the, you get that really big wide panning shot. And one thing I wanted to mention actually before I forget is that this program is very Welsh. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, If you thought that Doctor Who was playing up on its Welsh side side sometimes, this Mm. is a whole other level Um, because a lot of the supporting cast have got, you know, they're full-on Welsh, you know, and it very much plays into Cardiff more than anything. So Mm. um, the Cardiff's mentioned a lot. A lot of the scenes and all the locations are iconic Cardiff. So a lot of it's down by the bay, obviously where the Torchwood HQ is. Um, and then a lot of the scenes just where Gwen's like legging around in town, as you know, when she's, um, when she's running to Cardiff Bay, I think from wherever she is, another scene where she's in her police uniform and she's around that area, you know, it's just all very much, you know, we're in Cardiff and we want people mm. to, to know that they're not, it's not just used conveniently as a backdrop and we're going to. You know, just try and say, "Oh yeah," you a little, you know, a little nugget here and there that says we're in Cardiff. It's it's very very Welsh, which mm. is a good thing. Oh, I, I love yeah.
1: that because it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not Cardiff pretending to be London like a lot of the time in Doctor Who.
0: Exactly, it's
1: yeah. it's what it it's where it is, and that and it looks fantastic as well. All the sweeping shots and they, you know, really makes the location. They've really got the best out of the location, I think. Even just in this first episode, it looked mm-hmm. looked fantastic. The whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, I really want to go back to that bay. <laughs> I love that. I love to go into that bay. I've only been there once in my life and just stood there thinking this is it. You know, <laughs> you're right in the center of it. I kept looking out for the, um, that where the dots who experience would be as well. I don't know if you did. I was thinking, where is it? Cause they do a couple of really great sweeping shots of, mm-hmm of the like the bay and I'm thinking so it was just over there somewhere I think. And I don't know, at one point I thought I spotted it, but then it wouldn't have been there, would it?
0: I was gonna say it was it would have been in wouldn't London been first, there. wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. So it wouldn't have been there. But I was thinking, where is that spot where it would have right, been? I'm gonna right. I'm gonna be looking for that every time I watch it. But yeah, yeah I just thought thought, you know, it really felt like they'd, they'd spent some time on this. It, it looked pretty good. We had the pterodactyl thing going, flying around the torch <laughs> tub, which looked a bit ropey, but yeah. you know, it, it was only on screw for seconds, but no, yeah. I thought overall it looked pretty decent.
0: You know? It did look decent. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Story wise. I like it. I like that Torchwood were introduced as these kind of mysterious, mysterious men in black, mm-hmm. almost type of figures where they just show yeah. up, um, do what they need to do. No questions asked and then they sort of seamlessly disappear into it because there's a bit where... Oh, yeah, she follows them, doesn't she? She follows them, and when they get onto the step, which we later learn is the perception filter that's surrounding the entrance to it, she, uh, yeah, they just disappear, don't they? Yeah. And uh, so I like that mysteriousness. Um, And they actually play on it in a funny way, don't they? Because when they allow her to go into the Torchwood hub to deliver pizza you know she's trying to sort of investigate her way in they they wind her up don't they so they know that she's it's quite coming it's cruel isn't it yeah <laughs> they know that she's there because they've seen her on camera for hours wandering mm. around and stuff so they know that she's coming in and they all look really busy don't they like um, uh, Tashiko's on the computer and she looks really busy and Owen's doing something and Susie's like welding something over in the corner and Jack's looking very you know, like he's a million miles away pondering something important. And then they all just break down laughing. They're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not what Torchwood is, is it? You know, it's because she's like, you can see in Gwen's eyes. She's like really, her eyes are huge and she's taking mm. it all in. And she's like, oh my God, these people are really busy. It looks really intense. What's going on? This is Torchwood. Uh, or she, well, she doesn't know the name of it, but she's like, what is this thing that's going on? And then they all just sort of rip into each other. Like, I wouldn't have started laughing if you hadn't have broke character. And, you know, it was... So I really like that because they could have played that really serious, couldn't they? They could have been like... No, it's good. It's yeah. a nice thing because
1: he says, doesn't he? Who's been ordering pizza under the name Tortured, and, and no one's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <that'd be laughs> you know, So about yeah. that, that'd be me. Um, And also, that there is some good humour in this. Actually, again, this is you know the charms of RTD, isn't he? He's very good at putting in really nice bits <laughs> of humour in between action. So there's that bit, and then there's the bit when he's showing her the step. The, the bit you just talked about, and she's like, so you're saying that there's a blimmin' great hole that no one can see in the floor. Uh, you know, while this thing's going up. And he's like, my heck, I'm showing you like, you know, uh, something amazing and you trust you to pick on that. And he's like, <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's lovely moments in this like that, I
0: think. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's another one of those little nods to where it is. Because I think mm. he says to her, that is typical Welsh. Yeah. Like, I've just shown you this amazing thing and you're just... You're not even interested. Picking faults, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like that... I, I keep saying I like, because I do like a lot of things in this.
1: Mm.
0: I, I like the mysterious of it before she actually goes in and she gets drugged and her memory wiped and so on mm. but I like the vulnerability of torture within this because the way that Gwen perceives them in the first half of the story is that they're these, I think she looks at them as like these federal agents almost, mm. like you know, high above the police, maybe sort of government funded people who don't have to answer the police and so on and she kind of gets that as she investigates who they are. And then she goes into the hub and then they all take the mick out wow. of her and so on. Um, but then we see, the, we see it from another side as well, if this makes sense. So we see it from Gwen's side, but when they all take the mick and they start laughing and so on, and she realises that they're not these super, in, super serious, you know, intense people. Yeah. And then we see the other side where they're in the bar, Jack, uh, Captain Jack and Gwen are in the bar and he's talking her through what they are and what they do. And then she's like, doesn't she says something like, do not you ever worry about what you've got? Because he tells her they've got all these weapons and aliens and so on. And he says quite seriously to her, you know, nothing ever leaves the Torchwood hub. Oh yeah. And then the next thing they've all got stuff. I really like that as well. They're all taking Mm -hmm. stuff home, aren't they? At the office. uh, As you would though, wouldn't you? After you've
1: been there, what you would just think, I'll just take that with me and try that at home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you've got Owen with the, 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 the fragrance that attracts oh, people like that. I'd love like to get Matt. some of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got um, uh, Toshiko that's got the, the very quick scanner that holds up to a book and then it's in the computer and, she, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And then you've got Susie with the, 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 the hand. Glove, The yeah. glove thing, which actually leads into the, 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 the last part of the storyline, doesn't it? It's quite mm. important because from the beginning, when we first see them investigate the recently murdered body, When Gwen first sees them, Mm. she, everyone thinks that they're investigating the body, which is quite cool. And it turns out again, when they're talking in the bar, he's like, no, we've got got no interest in dead bodies. You know, that's a police's Mm. job. We were testing out the glove. It's got nothing to do with the body, which kind of irks her a little bit because she's a police. It's a bit cold, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And the glove actually plays into the storyline, which is cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I love that. But when he looks up at her in the very start as well, and he's like, she thinks she's just watching them. And he's like, what do you think? Looking at she's like, oh my God, he knew I was here the whole time. I'd love that. Really cool. I also love the fact that Jack wants to know if there's anything when you die, because of course he can't die now, can he? That's correct. He, yep. he can't die. And so he's really, all he wants to know is, is if what happens when you die, is it? Cause I don't, I, I can't get there mm-hmm. sort of thing. So that's, that was a really good scene. And that's what I mean about this. Standing on its own two feet because you've got these little references like I love the fact that it ties into the fact that he can't die because Rose saved him
0: mm-hmm.
1: as the bad wolf, didn't she? That's yeah. that's my understanding is what of what he's saying is mm-hmm. that ever since he was brought back to life. And obviously, if you've been watching Dot Two, you know, it's because Rose brought him back to life. He can't die. So there's a little nice, lovely little tie in to the series, you know, um, and the other little tie in is is we see the doctor's hand. Uh, in the hub oh, don't yeah. we in the jar yeah. so he's got the doctor's hand and then right at the very end and, and as I said at n- no point watching this was I thinking this doesn't feel Doctor Who This doesn't, I'm waiting for the doctor I didn't think that at all right at the very end when they're having the chat on the Millennium Stadium roof he talks about why she's like well how did you survive being shot in the head and he's like I can't die I, I, I'm waiting for the doctor to fix me but it has to be the right doctor brilliant yeah. you know that's all it needed and because obviously he's you know captain jack's been in doctor who so he's you know there's that connection but it it just it just fits so nicely it um does. Yep. next to doctor who uh, you know so far just going by this first episode i just thought just these lovely little nods that us doctor who fans know what he's talking about you know it's not really in your face it's just it's just there i just saw the you know so nicely intertwined into, into Torchwood and that's why I think it fits really nicely alongside Doctor Who,
0: you know? Yeah, I think that's maybe what was one of the many, many problems with Class mm-hmm. and it, with Class it was all or nothing. So in the first episode of Class we we needed the, the cameo from Capaldi mm. to, to make it aware to everybody as if we didn't know yeah. that this was a Doctor Who spinoff. So we needed the Doctor in there to sort of cement that in its place. Mm. But then after that, there was hardly a mention of anything of Doctor Who in most of the episodes. Mm. You know, so it was kind of weird. It was like extreme and then nothing, in terms yeah. of its you know bringing it into the show. Whereas this, it works because Captain Jack references those things, doesn't he? Subtly, in conversation. oh yeah. And I mean, it,
1: and I mean, it helps that he was in Doctor Who, and you know, oh, yeah. before yeah. this because I suppose that's the other thing with Class that was so jarring is that none of the characters were in it before or or after Uh because we i had this terrible sense of dread that they were going to crop up in series 10 i thought they're going to try and they're going to try and force it into doctor who now because you know but that didn't happen thank goodness but you know it definitely helps that we're kind of familiar with jack already but I just love the fact they take these strands like the fact that Rose brought him back to life and so he can no longer die. And it's such a good thing as well, because it will help in the series as it goes on. The fact that he can't be killed is, you know, is going to really sort of play into the storylines, aren't? isn't it? As, yeah. as we go along, it's mm-hmm. bound to. Yeah. So and again, it's a good mystery, isn't it? It's like she can't stand it. She's like, I've just seen you shot in the head and now you're fine. How can that be? And, you know, she's already intrigued by him as a we as the
0: viewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool that scene, actually. So the the storyline sort of culminates with, um, Susie. Uh, oh, want, Susie, yes, wanting yeah. more power because she's seen what the glove can do. That's it, but yeah. she knows that, you know, she won't be allowed to do it. So she's like, "Oh my god, if they find out what I've been doing, you know, I'm in for it." So she's going to go on the run. Mm. And uh, when Captain Jack appears, she shoots herself because she thinks that's a she thinks that's a better alternative than having to deal with them with those guys. Mm-hmm. And Gwen's reaction is just, she's really good in, in that last bit because um, Susie actually shoots Captain Jack first, doesn't she? Because yes. he comes up through the step. And but, she's
1: like, you think I can't see you? Yeah, the perception. Because we, yeah. thi- we think she can't see him because of the perception filter, but she's got used to it, hasn't she? Yeah. So, Which
0: again, great little twist. Yeah. So she shoots him and then Gwen's just shocked. She's like, she's, you know, can't believe what's just happened because she knows that she's about to get shot herself because Susie can't leave any witnesses as to what's going on. So she's about to get shot and it's not until Captain Jack comes back to life before her very eyes, Susie shoots herself and then she just can't handle it because she falls to her knees, her hands and knees, Mm -hmm. doesn't she? And she's just, she can't breathe almost. It's like, it's too much. Everything she's seen in the past half an hour. Mm. it's just too much for her brain to comprehend and she just can't she's so good uh, we'll come on to her character uh, Eve Miles in a little while but um, the, I, I like how the story sort of builds up to that point and it's quite an intense scene yeah and and then it's a case of right Captain Jack's sort of tidying things up he's put her body in the morgue and he's put the glove away and and then it's on the business really he's like so are you in or out you know Yeah. Um, and then it's on to the next one so it's it's a good twist,
1: isn't it, having mm. um, Susie turn out to be the villain? I I wouldn't have seen that coming. I mean, I know it now because I've seen it before, but I wouldn't have seen that coming. And and I think she plays it really well. Mm. And also, I love the fact that this blade that that kind of triggers Gwen's memory. I love the fact that we don't really see it at the time, yeah. you know, because yeah. I kept thinking, well, what is that blade? We're again, we're on that journey with with her, aren't we? We we have seen it but not enough to be like, well, that's obviously a thing. That's uh-huh. obviously going to come back later. So we've been shown it, but I didn't spot it while she's looking around the room. And, and so again, we're discovering it with Gwen, aren't we? Yes. She, we're like, yeah. we're having flashbacks of her almost thinking, well, where have I sent that blade? What's the relevance of that blade? And it turns out to be, it's her soldering it when she first goes into the hub. Mm-hmm. It, so, so that's where she sort of twigs that it's, it's um, that Susie is actually the villain. You know, and she must have stabbed him and and start. And it's a great, I think it's a great little twist, personally. It's cool, um, isn't and it, it makes yeah. you intrigued more about Susie's character as well. You almost feel like it's a shame that she's killed us so soon because <laughs> she's obviously been with them a while, wasn't she? And I think, um, I think Big Finish have picked up this character, haven't they? I that think they've done say. some audio yeah. with her. Um, so that's I might at some point go back and and get that one or those, however many they've done, because. There is a character there I want to know more about, and she's very quickly replaced by Gwen, which is all great in terms of this first episode. But it's nice that we've got this sort of mystery character as well—that's been part of Torchwood for goodness knows how long. You know,
0: I think she so. comes back in Torchwood at some point.
1: Oh yes, pretty, she... pretty
0: sure she's back ah, in.
1: I know, yeah, yeah, so. I think
0: you. She does. Yeah. How does she come back? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, let's not say. No, in, I actually can't remember. Yeah, in case <laughs> people are going through this with us, it'd be cool if I, people are watching this for the first I time as well. I completely
1: forgot as well that yeah. she does. Yeah, I'm, I can't remember what that's all about, but that'll be yeah. interesting when we get
0: to it, yeah. Yeah, it's not the last we've seen of Susie.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear it, because I felt there was more there.
0: Mm. Mm. No, she's a good character and a good twist. Yeah. Yeah. Right, some characters. Okay. Um, some of the supporting cast. So the the policeman that's... Um, with Gwen for the first half of the episode yeah Uh, Tom Price um quite a funny guy
1: I was gonna say is this 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 highlights what you say about RTD all the time very minor little character only has a handful of lines but Mm -hmm. brilliant you instantly like him he's funny he connects really well with Gwen just a really likable character and you totally get his character right from the get-go don't Mm -hmm. you he's sort of He's good at his job, but he's also quite laid back and chilled and, you know, fun. So I liked him. I I know we see more of him and I I think he's a great little side character.
0: Yeah, he's in Um, it for most of Torchwood, I think. Not like every episode, but he's in it for, I think he's in it for most of it. Good. He pops up here and there. But yeah, Mm. like you said, really good. Uh, RTD's just, he knows how to bottle magic. Mm. RTD, doesn't he? In terms (laughs) of writing characters, and you've hit the nail on the head. Even somebody that's in it, just a little bit here and there knows how to write them so you kind of you know you like the character you think oh cool but you're not invested too much that takes your eye off the main cast mm. which is very cool so i thought he was quite he was quite a good addition and works well with um with eve miles as well they bounced off each other quite they well they do yeah yeah, yeah. there's
1: uh, an instant sort of chemistry there of rapport isn't there yeah
0: yeah uh, and then we have some of the there was quite a few sort of other police officers in it that are around the police station and so on, which uh, we don't really get to see too much of them. I think the only other one was um, the police sergeant, I think, that Gwen was asking her to find out who Jack Harkness was.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Um, I thought she was quite good, Uh, quite funny. Um, Yeah,
1: and it brings in another little mystery, which I like as well, because she's like, well, there was only one Jack Harkness and he was – from whenever it was years and years ago so it can't possibly be him and you're like but it's obviously gonna be him because otherwise why would you so that's another little mystery we're gonna unravel as the
0: series goes on that was cool actually yeah i think she said yeah yeah captain jack harkness uh, failed to report the duty in 1942 or something like that yeah no she's really cool because gwen's like oh and she's like oh you seeing ghosts
1: Yes, that's right. And that yeah. messes
0: with her mind a little bit more. She's thinking, what was going on? Mm. Yeah, which is cool. Um, let's talk about the uh, the the pizza guy. He was funny.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. When she goes to try and track down Torchwoods and he's like, yeah. she's like, do you have a Captain Jack and Harkness? No. I don't suppose you have a Torchwood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We deliver to them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the last straw. Yeah. It's like, oh, it can't be Torchwood. All well, that Torchwood. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Regulars. Yeah. Regulus, yeah. Um what about um Reese Williams then? Kai Owen.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, another sort of he has a more pivotal role later on, doesn't he? But that's obviously Gwen's partner. Um and and again, I feel like their relationship is genuine. There is a real good chemistry between Reese and um and Gwen, or Kai and Eve, whichever (laughs) way you wanna you know, they they instantly feel like a couple to me. You know, the fact that he's Saying to you know you're overworking you, know, you do, do you know you woke up here you know should you be staying out late and they they feel like a couple um yeah. I really really like him he's not in it much uh, in this particular episode is he but no. we will see more of them together and um yeah I think he's so suited to the part as well I really as I said believe them as a couple these two yes uh, together yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. what about Yandor Yanto no. Yeah.
1: He's, he doesn't get much in this, does he? He makes a quip about not being late for the pizza. Yes. Um, does he do... Yeah, he doesn't do much else in this one, does he?
0: Not really. He sort of uh-huh. nudges her up the stairs. Yeah. Um, I thought he was in it more, mate, because I know he's in it a lot more further on. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it just seems like a little... Almost a cameo in this one.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't get much to do in this one. Fairly good, though.
0: For what he, Yeah, what yeah,
1: like it. old Yanto, yeah.
0: What about the three the three <laughs> members of uh, of Torchwood then. So Susie, Toshiko and Owen, those guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think Owen probably gets the most, because he, you know, with the, the love potion, he sort of gets the <laughs> most out of um, his scenes, I think. Uh, so you get his character immediately. That he's a cheeky chappy, you yeah. know, uh, maybe a little bit selfish, but um, quite likeable, isn't he? A bit of a, not a rogue, that's the wrong word. He's a, bit a, it, lad, he? he's yeah. a bit of a lad,
0: isn't yeah. he? He's a bit of a lad, is... um. Owen oh, yeah he's out so on a Friday I, night he wants to get yeah. a bit of action and so he's, he's not making love. any bones about it because he even no, he, tries it on before he even uses the love potion oh yeah so, I mean, no, he's,
1: she's not interested yeah he's like
0: look I'm tired <laughs> I don't want to do all the chat let's do <laughs> and I thought at that point he'd already used it but now he was just he's very forward <laughs>
1: yeah he, he yeah. does play it well I think he's good uh Bern Gorman he's he's a I hope he won't mind me saying this because I'm sure he listens, but he's an odd looking chap, isn't he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but he, he does play the part. Well, I think I don't mean that in a nasty way. I just mean, he's got a, he's got a look. He, he you know, he would stick in your mind if you met him. Um, he and works, like you yes. said, he uses his, he uses everything he's got, uh, to, to get the ladies.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and also yeah, an interesting, no, um, an interesting, uh, inclusion of, Uh, someone's sexuality as well because you would assume that the non-heterosexual stuff would all be down to Jack oh right yeah yeah. you know you'd think that all of that stuff (laughs) uh, would be at his door he would be the one instigating all that but there's a scene where we mentioned earlier he's walking down the street with the girl he's picked up in the in the bar with the love potion her yeah. boyfriend is obviously very miffed, and then he uses the potion on him as well. Yeah, and it's like right, taxi, off we go. So it's interesting that Russell T has has, has included another person who's not shy in the um <clears throat> that area of his life. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's funny. I don't. I might be wrong, but I don't remember that we explore that any further. I can't. I, I don't know if it's there just as a little. Because I just get the feeling that Owen's just like, oh, I just want to get on with it. I'm not really bothered. <laughs> if it's, a, you know, you come along as well then. I don't think it's by choice, but I kind of feel like he's not bothered either way. Yeah, He yeah. just wants to have a, a night of, uh, of fun. Um, I don't know. Do we Does he? Do we explore that later? I think we don't, do. not tell me. Do we? I think I we do think a very little bit. I don't think it's a oh, okay. plot point or anything at all. But, all right. Yeah, I, I must yeah. admit, I didn't remember that Owen was... Um, <laughs>
0: That way inclined. Yes. Mowing the grass. I thought he was a ladies' man. Yeah. I thought that was Jack. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then uh, Toshiko.
1: Yeah, is she? She's not supposed to be the same character as in World War Three, is she, or is she? Uh,
0: Because
1: you know she's in that scene with the space pig. Yeah, yeah. Is it meant to be the same? Oh, I can't remember now. She has the same. I'll have to. I'll have to check that. Because it's a similar sort of character, isn't it? Like the scientist and. It's probably not. I don't think I, so.
0: No. no,
1: but it could be. It could. You know be. what I mean? You could. You yeah. wouldn't if they turned around and and did that. I wouldn't be surprised. But she's kind of that sort of geeky scientist. Like you said, she takes the book reader home. <laughs> she hasn't gone with the love potion or the, the glove. She goes to something nice and simple and geeky, which
0: I like. She was in. She was in Aliens of London. No, she was.
1: Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? World War Three. Yeah. No, she was in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's her. Yeah. So is it supposed to be the same character or is it just the same actor?
0: I'm going to say that in a weird timey-wimey, let's put some Vaseline over the lens type of thing that Mm. it's it's probably her, but sort of um, retrofitted to be, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they may mention it. I'm pretty sure, don't they make a reference to Gwen being related to the the character in the charles dickens story at some yeah, point because yeah. obviously you know she looks <laughs> very similar i don't know why they feel this need to to explain it though it's a bit like capel the fact they the moffat felt he had to explain <laughs> it that he looked the same as you know the of pompey guy. i don't think we're you know i don't think when i see colin baker in ark of infinity i don't think now wait a minute I need to know, why does he look like the Sixth Doctor? I don't yeah, always feel the need yeah. for an explanation, but yeah, I, I kind of like the fact they do slightly tie
0: in with it, I think, later yeah. on. But no, you are yeah. right, though. it is meant. To, I think it is meant to be her. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I yeah. kind of like that, yeah. 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 Uh, what about, uh, and her character as well, she doesn't really do much. I mean, I don't think her character in general sort of comes to the front really until the next series of Torchwood anyway, but... She seems quite quiet still at the minute. We don't really hear too much from her, but she was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, I sort of instantly like her character,
0: if you like. Yeah. Yeah. And what about Susie then? A bit more of a pivotal character for the first one. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, again, I felt there was a lot more to explore with her character. So I hope, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing if she does come back and stuff or when she comes back. Um, she's good in it though, isn't she? Like that end scene, like you said, the play out between her, Gwen and Jack. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's a good scene. It's a good end to the episode. You know, it's played out really well, um, by her. I thought,
0: because no, you get right. that yeah. she's
1: she doesn't really want she she's dug herself in a hole, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to really kill these people. Uh, well, she she kind of has gone down that route, but I think she realizes what she's done, and she just thinks the only way out is to make a break and she's got to kill anyone that knows that she's the murderer to do that. Yeah. So she's dug a seven hole and I thought she played it pretty well. So yeah, I'll definitely up for, um, a bit more Susie story later on <laughs> or uh,
0: whatever happens. Cause yeah. I genuinely can't remember. I'd, yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the, f- yeah, it, it, it was a good twist and I think it was a twist, a, tw- a twist. I think it was a twist, a twist. that wasn't necessarily needed. To make the story, you know, an amazing introduction, but it was good Mm. that they they were thinking around more of a um, an impactful scene to get Gwen Mm -hmm. into Torchwood. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, because they do play on this thing that you know Jack says, "Look, we've now got a vacancy," so it sounds to me like if this didn't happen with Susie, that he wouldn't have offered Gwen, you know, as a a toe in the door, if that makes sense.
1: He would have just a uh, row, um, what does he call it? Not row He would have wiped her memory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so What's it called? No, what's he, he does say, it. not, 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 what's uh, it called? Rad, rad.
0: Oh, uh, something. Some scientific.
1: <laughs> Sorry, thing. No, I don't mean right. I mean whatever it is he, Radcon, whatever it is. He something uses. like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> an amnesia pill. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Um, but yeah, so I, I get the feeling if this wasn't going on, then Gwen probably wouldn't be in Torchwood mm. or offered the role. So, no. um, so it's cool though. It's good. Cool, and it is a good twist. Like we said, mm. uh, what about Gwen then Eve miles? She's great.
1: I think in this, cause she does have to sort of carry the story to a certain extent, doesn't she? Mm. She's right in the bank in the middle of it. And she has quite a lot to do. Um, I think, and, uh, she's, she's, I think she's really good. Um, I think her acting's on par with the rest, if not a little bit above. I think she's a good lead character. Very sort of strong um, in the way she's written, I think. Because yeah. she is a policewoman, you know, to begin with. So she's she is playing a slightly different part in this opening episode, isn't she? She's a policewoman mm-hmm. who's, you know, investigating. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think she's good. I, I like the scene when she's with, um, uh, what's what I call him, Owen? It's Reese, isn't it? Yeah, yes, Reese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think they're a great couple. But I, I think she's very good in this. Um, mm. Just overall, the only thing there is only one point really in this story where it, it slightly falls down for me, and it does involve Gwen, and it's nothing to do with Eve Miles. I think she's great in it, but I did kind of think when she does get um, drugged, so she loses her memory of Torchwood. So she goes back to her apartment and she's frantically typing away on the computer and stuff. And I did sort of think, wouldn't you have just written it down? Because Yanto's at the other end, isn't he, wiping everything she's yeah, writing on the yeah. computer? Which is a, I know it's a plot device, but I did think that that did sort of slightly knock off a point for me because it does seem very obvious that you would just go back to your apartment or wherever and write Torchwood down on a piece of paper, wouldn't you, or something? Yeah, Captain yeah. J- you wouldn't sit there at a computer trying to type up all this stuff which is what she does. So that, that I know it's a plot point, but that to me did slightly bring the score down. Cause I think she would just write it down. Why, why would you go and sit at a computer and do it?
0: Well, there's no way of, she had no way of knowing that they would be no, able I to know, hack a computer.
1: But you can't, if you write it down, you can't, it's there, isn't it? You yeah. can't
0: erase she did write Do something I mean? down. She wrote Remember down.
1: Remember. Yeah, but why did she write Remember? Why didn't she just write Torchwood? Torchwood, yeah, true. It's no good writing Remember because you'd be like, oh, what am I remembering? Write down Torchwood. That, that to me, was a little bit silly. Right, but right. But as I said, it's a real minor thing, mm-hmm. you know, but I did think that. I was thinking, why write Remember? Just write Torchwood down just, or write yeah, Captain true. Jack down. Don't write Remember. It was. It's a plot point, but it's probably one they couldn't really get around because, you know, yeah. otherwise it's too easy isn't it but, but I think she's great in it actually Eve Mars. I think she's really good in it
0: no I agree I like her intensity in this one because mm. she has to be fairly serious and on the job and on the ball doesn't she as a police woman mm. yeah she does very well the, but I really like her determination you know when she's hunting down Torchwood and she won't let it go she's no. seen something and she can't because there's a few scenes where um, Kai Kai Reese is asleep next to her, snoring his mm. head off, as you would do. But she's mm. like wide awake. She can't turn her brain off because she's seen something and she wants to find out yeah. what that is. So I like the intensity, I like the determination. And she has some scenes, she's really cool. I like how we go from her being quite scared at some point. So when she first goes into Torchwood mm. and she, she knows that the murdered victims have been sort of covered up by Torchwood yeah. So she yeah. she's got a bit of fear there. You can see it. Like, well, if you guys are, are happy to do that, you're probably going to do that to me. And then obviously the scene with Susie and Captain Jack. She's really fearful when she's that. Mm-hmm. And then she's also got this kind of Welsh grit to her as well. You know, she's yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, she's just going to get into it. And when she offers him, when he offers her the role at the end, there's not much hesitation there. Really, she's like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'm I'm up for it. So she's a strong character. I like that.
1: Yeah, definitely sh- she is, yeah. yeah. yeah, You can see she's going to fit in very well with that team. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can already feel this team coming together, I think, in this one. You already see that there's so much potential in these characters that we barely tap yeah. in this first episode. We literally just get introduced to them and a little snapshot of who they might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all the mystery of Jack, you know. It's, yeah. it's a good introduction
0: to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about Captain Jack himself then? Mr. Yeah, Barrowman. well, he's, he's
1: Mr. Barrerman, isn't he? He's just he's just effort effortlessly great, isn't he? he he's is, just like yeah. he's so calm and cool, and oh, he's just yeah. I don't know Barrerman; he just nails it. I think he yeah. just he just feels like he is Captain Jack. I don't even see him as an actor playing a part. He just seems to be encompass this part for me. I don't know if you feel that, but when he's just sat chatting to her at the bar, and he's got that. Grin on his face, and he's just Mr. Cool, isn't he? You know, you feel like he could go from being that to it, it, turning around and shooting an alien in the bar in seconds. And yeah, I, I do think he's he's good as is uh, Mr. He Does play yeah. the part well. Yeah, I like. It doesn't team. get a lot. It doesn't get massive amount to doing this, so does he? I get, again. You get the feeling that we're really gonna see more from him <laughs> in every way. You know, than, in, as the series goes on, but he he is good in what he gets to do. I think.
0: Yeah. And I think I like the consistency as well between Doctor Who and, and Torchwood. Mm. I think he's not the different, he's not a wildly different character, even though it's a bit more adult. Yeah. I think he still plays it quite well. And I think for this first one, it was more about Gwen as well. It's more Gwen. Isn't Rather it, yeah. than, you know, full on Torchwood. It was more about her discovery of what's going on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything you want to mention that's not good because we have praised it quite heavily. Is there anything that brought it down for you?
1: no there really isn't mate I, I i thought yeah i thought the music was good i thought the effects were okay i thought they stood up well because what we were talking 12 years ago is it <laughs> hang on let's get our maths right because we got it we got, yeah, it terribly we, wrong, we got
0: it? told off didn't we so it's so um,
1: 16 plus no it's not 12 is it or whatever it is you know 2006 yeah, it's 12 it's, years like, ago i thought the episode looked yeah. really good yeah my only gripe is that plot point about the fact that i think she would write it down rather than type on a computer for Yanto to work. That's my only gripe with it really is it's um, just seems a bit too convenient. But I, I thought it was a great introduction to the series. You know, I thought the music's really good at it, even though it was so loud, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's so good. It really added to the atmosphere and they, and they do actually keep it quiet when it needs to be like the scene when Gwen's walking through the hospital corridor towards the weevil you know there's there's hardly any music there for a few whiles it's right, all atmosphere yep. her saying you know sort of close up shots of her looking terrified so that's good but um i thought the weevil looked good actually as well oh, just to mask, give a little yeah. bit more yeah. I actually thought the prosthetics which i can never say <laughs> <laughs> looked uh, looked good on it he, he's a good it's a good design the weevil very hmm. simple but yeah um but but quite them and yeah. yeah, you you kind of I would be pretty scared of that thing, mm-hmm. even behind the glass when she's in the hub. You know, I think he's yeah. he's a he's a scary looking chap. Yeah. So yeah, I have to say, mate, very little to negative on this, mostly positive from me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's um there are a few little things that brought it down for me. The, the one of them being, um some of the some of the scenes were quite long.
1: Um, oh really i found it nipped along quite nicely but...
0: no I mean in terms of editing and nipping from yeah. scene to scene it was okay but there were a few scenes where sort of things lingered a little bit okay like when she's in the hospital that's um, that goes on for a little quite a little bit and when she goes oh. into the 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 back entrance I think Jack mentions it oh as, yeah yeah <laughs> and she sees uh yeah, so I think you know it's like she's very slow moving and he's just staring at her and you know, it's a bit like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, yeah, so a few, on a bit, yeah. yeah, a few things like that. It was a little bit... I can't really complain too much. It's not a, a big negative. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really can't think of too much to that, bring, that brings it down for me. The only thing I would say is it's not an amazing story. You know, it it was never going to set the world on fire for its, you know, brilliant, amazing story. But in a way, I feel like it didn't really need to be at this point. I think it was just... Mm-hmm. Like we said, a lot like Rose, it just needed to be an establishing story to get everybody on board with what's going on. Yeah. And say hello to the characters and what we're going to look forward to and so on. So in a way, it's a kind of a simplistic story. It did have a nice little twist. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't who's the guy that wrote The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like those leagues of, you know, complex, you know, twisty story arc. But yeah, I think it was... A very good kickoff.
1: Maybe that's why they edited the two together when they first showed it. Maybe they felt like they needed to give you a bit more. Because, um, I, as I said, I think it's a great introduction. But, yeah, maybe they, you know, like you said, maybe they wanted to sort of progress the story a little bit more on that hmm. first opening night, um, which is, yeah which i think works but i would like to say i think the direction is really good in it mm. brian kelly did, was the director on it i think he he really makes the most of the car location in this I, I i've thought it looked fantastic like the what's that thing called with all the water flowing down it the tortured hub but what is that thing
0: oh, <laughs> the I don't
1: water know. fountain whatever yeah. that is i don't, don't looks... know what
0: the fountain's called itself but i know no, that does the, have a name i think that oval shape thing is called the Roll pass i think oh is it yeah but I don't know if the actual fountain's got a name,
1: right? Okay, because I mean, it just looks as I said. The you know the direction was it was shot beautifully. All of that stuff.
0: It probably you know. has got a name.
1: It probably has. It, I'm sure we've got some Welsh listeners that are screaming at us right now. <laughs> yeah, Dean Jones <laughs> so does. probably one of them. Yes, yeah. Dean Dean Jones will know. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Anything else, mate? Before we give our no, scores? No, yeah. well, I'm done. Yeah. All right. I think it's me to go first. I think so. And I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10.
1: Wow. Okay. I thought you'd be below me because I'm also giving it an 8.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I had a, I wow. had a feeling that you'd be a 7.5. Yeah. I'm giving it an 8 as well. Cool. I enjoyed it.
0: Yes. Can't think of many complaints. 7.5 really.
1: just felt too low. Anything over an 8 was too high. It's just a good solid episode, I thought. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: What did our beautiful listeners think? We did the usual Twitter poll, mm-hmm. and a whopping ninety four percent of you liked it, and only six percent didn't like it. Went with Stinky, oh, okay? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we had a few comments on Twitter as well. Um, uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, Rob Carnock uh, said uh, it's a brilliant episode. Uh, I often refer back to this and watch it quite a lot. Great introduction to all the characters, he says. Standard Russell. Uh, mm. And a cool intro to a great series. 9 out of 10. Awesome. 9 out of 10. Um, Marcus Walker says, uh, an enjoyable first episode. However, you can compare it with other episodes in the series. It doesn't stand up as well. Uh, mm. It is the first episode and we need to be introduced to new characters with a fairly simple plot. Um, enjoyable but forgettable 6.5. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, Sammy Satine says, a solid first episode of a brand new series. I think it's great. We have Gwen uh, as our way into the world of Torchwood. Um, I find the idea of the resurrection glove very interesting. I also like the knife design. Uh, seven resurrection knives out of ten. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, Silent Nerd, C137, uh, says, a great start, an introduction to the Torchwood team. I really love the beginning scene where Gwen sneaks to watch the Torchwood team at work, and without even looking, Jack knows that she's watching them. Uh, Also, like the series format of focusing on a character per episode, eight out of ten.
1: Yeah, I liked that scene as well. Mm. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Our good friend uh, Martin Badwilf says, My biggest problem with the first series of Torchwood is the questions we had to wait for Jack to appear in Doctor Who again to have answered.
1: Yes, yes, very true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Cuthbert Jr. says, Very simply, the first time the word estrogen was heard in the Doctor Who universe.
1: <laughs> right. You know, and it's raining okay. and
0: Jack's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, parry 90 says very simply, super likey. Uh, Oliver Linklater says, only episode of Torchwood I've ever watched so far and I really enjoyed it. I thought oh, the introduction cool. of Torchwood and going through it in Gwen's perspective was really good.
1: Cool. Uh, I hope you like the rest. Yeah. I hope
0: so, yeah. Uh, Connor McHale says... An enjoyable episode, but like Invasion of the Bane, felt like they were still working out the kinks. Mm. The hub looks amazing, and I like how the villain is not an alien, although it has its own style. Still feels part of Doctor Who, 8 out of 10.
1: Cool. Connor will know about the big Finnish stuff with uh, Susie. He's a big, big Finnish fan. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Torchwood is amazing, says the Ginger Luke. I rate this highly. Great cast, great show, and it's also great to see how Tosh and Gwen... Has appeared in Who and reprised their roles. Ah, right. Cool. Yes. Eve Miles, she was in the Victorian episode, wasn't she? That we can't remember the name of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can never n- remember that. She was. The yes, Eccleston she was. the story.
0: That's the one. With, yeah, anyway. She, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, a, she's in that, yeah. Emily Ward at Emily Who says. Unquiet <laughs> Dead. Unquiet Dead. That's it. That's yeah. It. Uh, she says, rewatched Series 1 recently and it's still so good. The only gripe about everything changes is that the police don't cover the first body over while pouring with rain. Evidence washing away. Oh, that's, that's a good minor. point.
1: Yeah, and thought of that.
0: <laughs> good, good, good thought there, Emma, Emily. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, let's have a look. Um, Toby, uh, at Gallifrey's Guard, says, RTD doing what he does best. Setting up a series, creating strong characters, not focusing on plot, just developing a likeable team you want to spend an hour with. Mm. Yeah. Jamie Aspinall says, "Great, uh, great episode uh, to the start of a fantastic series uh, with great characters such as Gwen, Jack, and magnificent y- Yanso Jones. Um, but with one little dud, which is Susie, because she would have learned, because we would have learned more about her. Mm. Thank you saying he shouldn't have been, she shouldn't have been killed off there." Jake two six zero four says, "I really enjoyed Torchwood. Uh, the app didn't quite grab me straight away, but as the series progressed, I fell for it." Children of Earth will always be at its best. That was phenomenal television. Mm. Mm. Uh, Callum Red says, As is often the case with the opening episodes of TV shows, Everything Changes isn't much about the story, but I I didn't find that to be a negative. It did a good job Mm. of explaining the concepts of the show to new viewers and respected the fact that they have not seen anything from Doctor Who. Um, it hardly referenced Who at all, which uh, shows it had confidence in itself. It wasn't afraid to be its own thing, which I admired. Seven out of ten? Yes. Uh, Sarah Louise Bagger, the running hooving says, uh, Just brilliant. I enjoyed it as much today as when it was first released. It really sets the scene for what's to come and shows Gwen rightfully earning her place in Torchwood through her sheer tenacity, determination and perseverance. A nine out of ten. Ooh. Uh, Maria Kalitichu, our own Maria, says, strong first episode, love Gwen and love Andy. And that's going to do for uh, Twitter. Over on the Facebook page, we had a few there. Um, Chris Parry says, love this episode, even though it's a simple plot. It's great to get an intro to Torchwood and the main characters. Great mix of mystery, humour and outright Torchwood cheesiness. Nine Mm. out (laughs) of ten. Luke Allen, it's clever and brilliant. The cast is great and the show is lovely. Really enjoyed Tortured, but I think... That the first episode correctly went this show is adult without horrific violence or graphic sex or bad language. Mm. It just allowed families to not let their children watch it before it got any darker. Love the episode, love the show. 8.88981887981 out of ten. <laughs> Great. <laughs> there you go. There we are. Jason Thayer says, excellent episode for a pilot, but why introduce a character if he's just going to be killed? I hate it when they do that. It's all in the name of plot twists, and she'll be back. She'll be back. Apparently, it, it's the Who universe, isn't it? So she'll be back. Yeah. Uh, Sir Jacob Bertwhistle says, "What a brilliant start to another amazing spin-off, fab episode. Does a great job at introducing the team. Barrowman is on fire with the rest of the cast. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Jeremy. Wow. Lewis Blackmore says a fantastic start to the series and does what Russell does best, which is develop the characters immediately." We are, as the audience, taken on a journey through Gwen's perspective, which is a Russell trope, and it's like Maria in S.J.A. and Rose in Who. Mm. Very true. And yes. uh, given an insight into what Captain Jack is really like, uh, he goes on to give it a 10 out of 10. Martin Arnold says, really enjoyed Children of Earth. It was the only Torchwood I watched seriously. I couldn't get into it, and I gave up oh. all the other episodes. I think he means everything changes, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it was that one he watched, I'm not sure. Uh, it was the obvious attempt at being sexy and adult. I couldn't reconcile with that in the Hooniverse. Mm. I don't own the DVD, so I can't give it another go. Sorry guys, but I'll be heading back and I'll be handing back my Hovey and badge. <gasps> no right, don't Martin. don't do that Martin Martin, stick around. as with the case with so many things if you if you've not seen it in ages, uh, just give it a go mm. it's on is it on no it's not on Netflix or anything is it um, Get hold of it. It's No, I don't know if it is or not. No, iPlayer. Actually, speaking of iPlayer, I must interject just very quickly. Somebody let me know this on Twitter. But all of the Sarah Jane Adventures are on iPlayer. Are they? Yeah, all of them. So when we come around to do our next SJA review, if you don't own the Sarah Jane Adventures DVD or Blu-rays, they're on iPlayer. Right, cool. Just remembered that. Uh, Last few on here. uh, Carl Evans says... Uh, a mature and well-written series by Russell characters that each have a backstory which we learn about later on um, and how they ended up within their torchwood roles and torchwood itself mentioned in um, and torchwood itself mentioned in new who series 2 Tooth and Claw Oh that's right Queen Victoria doesn't she say Oh that's it yeah she sets it up yeah uh, yep. a very strong 7.5 nice nice. Uh, Finn Morris Young says uh, it's been a while but it's good to be back Torchwood is a great show with interesting characters um, this one being no exception the story was good and the introduction was brilliant I'd give this a 9 out of 10 hi Lewis Palmer just watched it for the first time never what? seen an episode of Torchwood before but no. if this is the standard then I'm very excited to continue Lewis that really surprises me <laughs> yeah Well. Yeah. Says he uh, liked uh, the Who references, and it's fun to look back over the years, over ten years on, as it's dated very well. I love how you can clearly see an advertisement for the old Doctor Who exhibition at the Red Dragon Centre in one of the shots. Ah, okay, awesome. Uh, Overall, as a Torchwood newbie, I am looking forward to continuing with the show and with the podcast. Seven point five out of ten.
1: Excellent. I love that we'll be going on that journey together. That's really cool.
0: Yes, he says. A side note. The interlaced picture looks amazing on Blu-ray. Ah, but what about the sound, Lewis? What about the sound, yeah. Uh, Zach Jenkins says, First time watching Torchwood, another one. Uh, And it did not disappoint. Brilliantly shot and written. I miss TV like this. Yeah. Joseph Howarth, I will admit for a first-timer, this was actually pretty good. The characters are quite complex. The plot's nice and simple to understand. And the chemistry between Captain Jack and Gwen is very well executed. One thing I don't like about the episode is Owen. Oh. I hate that little slimy, that little slime ball. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, <yeah. laughs> Joseph goes on to give it an 8 out of 10. And lastly, Miles McKenzie says, what a great start to the series. Love how mysterious Jack <laughs> is to people and the introduction to Torchwood had uh, Rose SJ pilot, which yet again played off greatly. Loved how Jack names the weevils they capture. Uh, I think it's just this episode. Uh, just something I love about the first episode especially gwen's introduction great acting and a great start 7.5 cool (laughs) (laughs) little slime (laughs) oh there we go thank you so much for all of your reviews i think overall it's done pretty well yeah yeah i was gonna say pretty
1: much high high scores there yeah i think we even had a 10 out of
0: 10 from somebody yeah jake burtwittle yeah a solid 10 out of 10 from jake
1: Nice. But pretty much high scores all round, really. Pretty much, yeah. Apart from Martin, who couldn't get into it.
0: Couldn't get into it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was Torch with Everything Changes. It's good to watch that, mate, and go through the review. Yes. Uh, Next week, it is back to modern Doctor Who with the 11th Doctor story. What have we got?
1: So next week, yeah, like you said, 11th Doctor action. Uh, It's called...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Come on, man. Uh,
1: What is it called? Every good man, no, a good man goes to war Uh next week. A good man goes to war, yes. Not only can I not remember the name of it, I can't remember anything about it at all.
0: Well, this is, (laughs) I don't even know um, what
1: story it is. Yeah, so I'm quite looking forward. I quite, well, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm intrigued to watch this one. I literally can't remember it at all.
0: Is this series, this is series six, isn't it? I think series six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen this one in quite a while. No, me either. Yeah. Be
1: interesting. Series six. We tend to shy away from it. Don't we? We don't.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see how it goes, but yeah, get your DVDs or your Blu-rays ready for that one. Cause we'll be asking for your reviews and thoughts as always. And I think we'll do there for one eight four. Okay. Thank you thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to this week's show and thank you so much for your reviews and thoughts on everything changes our first torchwood review yeah which is very cool so i think that's with our new schedule has kicked off quite successfully mm. so after next week after the 11th doctor story we'll be back on sarah jane should be good
1: it yeah, and yeah. then a classic
0: Who. Yeah. Yeah. So just to confirm, at the start of each month, Sarah Jane, then classic Doctor Who, then Torchwood, then modern Doctor Who, yes. until we get to Series Eleven. Yeah. With Jerdy. Ah
1: brilliant. ah, brilliant! When will that be? When will that be? Uh, September. August? A lot of people September. September oh, yeah.
0: Right. So, who knows? Who mm. knows?
1: I'm willing it to come round, but I don't want to wish my life away, but I
0: can't wait. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Mm. In the meantime, though, head over to the website, at bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our episodes there. And we've got links to all of the different social media accounts. Head over to those. Give us a, a like or a follow as we chat lots of who in between recording and episodes. Also, I'll put a link on the website later today, so it should be there by the time you're listening to this. There'll be a link over to the Discord server, head over there on there most evenings, chatting who and all that stuff. And if you're an iTunes listener, if you could give us a, a review and a rating, that'd be amazing because that really helps us. Or whatever podcast network you listen to, or whatever mm-hmm. app, those ratings and reviews really do help. Push us up the, the list a little bit. We had a few um, reviews on iTunes recently. Again, some really nice ones. So thank you so, so much for taking the time to do those. Remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geeks Handbag. (laughs) Handbag. Just do a search on YouTube for The Geeks Handbag. Follow Adam on there. Give him a sub. I Like a bunch of his videos. You could lose hours. Hours of your life. Watching through (laughs) all of his unboxings and reviews (laughs) and so on. Very very cool. And you're also on everything else, aren't you? Just do a search for the geeks handbag. Yeah,
1: yeah, so insta the lot. Insta.
0: <laughs> the, the whole lot is on the lot. The whole yeah. shebang. <laughs> so until next week for 185. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember. Eh- eh- eh-